Welcome to the Health Systems Podcast, a podcast series bringing you conversations on the issues shaping health systems in low and middle income countries around the world, brought to you by the USAID Local Health System Sustainability Project, LHSS. We'll be sharing learning from the project's work toward a future in which all people have access to affordable, high-quality, essential health services. I'm Debbie Ventimiglia with the LHSS Project. We're about to listen in as two health workforce experts discuss a new nursing model that LHSS helped pilot in the Kyrgyz Republic. The universal nurse model, as it's called, is promoting greater efficiency, improving job satisfaction, and improving the quality of care for patients. Our guests today are Kate Green and Chopan Asambeva. Kate is LHSS Senior Technical Advisor for Human Resources for Health. Kate has extensive experience planning and implementing programs in health service delivery and system strengthening. Cholpan is joining us from the Kyrgyz Republic, where she is LHSS Country Director. Cholpan is a physician with expertise in health system strengthening, quality management, and human resources. Kate, Cholpan, welcome to both of you. Thanks so much, Deb. Glad to be here. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here. Cholpan, I think one important thing to point out for our audience is that this new nursing model that we helped pilot was implemented during an emergency situation during the COVID-19 pandemic when the country was facing a surge of patients. Can you take us back to that time and explain what the hospitals and the nursing staff were facing to respond to the COVID-19 pandemic? Thank you, Kate. Yes, uh, COVID-19 pandemic has uh, revealed key and systematic gaps and challenges in the hospital because the hospital capacity was limited due to the increasing number of cases, lack of uh, medical supplies, and uh, the majority of the medical staff were infected by COVID and there were no any professional doctors uh, to serve the critical ill patients. And uh, the nurses, they should take all this responsibility to take care about uh, COVID-19 patients who were mostly critical sick. And uh, during the pandemic, the medical nurses faced a tremendous workload. So they were clearly overworked. Many of the doctors were, were sick and unavailable. Tell us uh, as well for our audience, the three different types of nurses that the Kyrgyz Republic has. In our country, we have three types of nurses. Uh, this is a procedure nurse, uh, the uh, ward nurse, and dressing nurse. And all these three nurses, they have their different types of functions. Uh, for example, a procedure nurse, she works in a treatment room and she has quite a wide range of skills to perform all medical manipulations like injections. And she also takes lab uh, analysis for diagnostic. A ward nurse, uh, she is caring for patients, monitoring their condition, following the instructions of attending physicians. The dressing nurse, she mostly working in the dressing room. And her main function is to, to be in compliance with aseptic rules and perform all manipulations. So all these three types of nurses are, they are quite different and they are very limited, <laughs> limited to one, one or two, three functional duties. So we had these three different types of nurses all working together to care for the COVID-19 patients. And they were overloaded, overworked, 
what we saw in a number of other countries was hiring more staff, at least to temporarily handle the the surge in COVID-19 patients. So why did the Kyrgyz Republic decide to change the nursing model and go towards the universal nurse model? It's a very good question. Thank you. Actually, the goal of this model is to combine the functions of these three nurses, ward nurses, dressing, and procedure nurse. And we have the same nurses with the same number, but all functional duties and workloads were revised and adapted to these uh, current uh, conditions. And, for example, before the nurses, she has to take uh, care about uh, 30, 40 patients, and she was only one in the general world. And now, uh, combining these three types of nurses uh, in one, the number of patients she's taking care of was reduced dramatically from 30, 40 to 11, 10. And uh, there was a tangible difference in patients' care. That's remarkable. I I just want to point this out for our audience, because uh, rather than hiring more staff in this context, um, what you were able to do to support the health system was to, in fact, reorganize uh, the roles of the nurses. So you had the, the same number of nurses providing care. But instead, they could focus on a a fewer number of patients and attend to patients better because they were fulfilling more roles and and had more autonomy. You know, I I really want to point out that in health systems approaches, a lot of times we think about resource optimization through improving financial management, but improved human resources management also contributes to efficiency and resource optimization. And this model that you're describing, I think, demonstrates that quite well. Can you tell us more in terms of the, the impacts that you saw in terms of quality of care? You're absolutely right. Uh, you know, this model changed uh, significantly the role and position of nurses in the hospital. After training and getting all these tools and skills to perform these functions, the nurse they can work more effectively. First of all, they were not so much overloaded and they can fulfill their functional responsibility in a very nice and effective way. They can, they have time to work according to the uh, standard operation procedures and be in compliance with the requirements of infection control and safety, which is very important during the COVID pandemic period. But I would like to say that by implementing this universal patient-centered approach, nurses began to apply more critical thinking and the most important that the role and image of the nurse have raised significantly. And the patient outcomes improved with the same number of staff and healthy patients, their smile and gratitude were the best reward for nurses. That, that's great to hear, Shilpan. And I, I want to shift a little bit and ask you, Shilpan, about the role of LHSS in supporting the, the government for this pilot. Can you tell us more about specifically the role of our project and, and what we did to support the Ministry of Health to make this, this shift during an emergency period? 
I would like to say that this idea of universal nurse came from the Ministry of Health. And uh, we have a very uh, committed and very high professional nursing staff in the Ministry of Health. And uh, we met with them and they raised all this issue that they had uh, during the first wave of COVID. They started to calculate the workload. They started to talk to the nurses and uh, get their feedback about their work, the challenges they have faced during the peak of the pandemic. And it was so nice to see this life and uh, very open and very committed work and collaboration. I think that uh, we were absolutely right to go to these uh, pilot hospitals to talk to the management of the hospital and to convince them. Actually, it was not a convincing. When we discussed this issue with the management of the hospital, they were so happy. They said, this is the right way. We need it right now because we are so overloaded. We don't have enough time to talk to the patients, to, to take care about and let's try. And so their great commitment and strong leadership from the Ministry of Health was one of the best and success factors of our work. That's great to hear. And it parallels what I've seen in other countries where the leadership of the nursing sector is, is so important to push forward reforms and, and change. I'm interested to hear too, it sounds like we as LHSS supported meetings, maybe help facilitate meetings. Uh, Do we identify any local experts to support the MOH team? I think that it was mostly our facilitation role because we we trust um, the competencies and expertise of the technical staff of the Ministry of Health uh, who are responsible for the nursing care. And most of all, we, we were uh, in the role of facilitating networking and uh, providing some logistic support and giving them some best experience from other countries. But uh, the technical uh, role, the content was were uh, mostly developed and revised by the nursing staff. Excellent. Yes, that that's great to hear about how that collaboration worked, where the technical expertise was primarily within the MOH and the nursing sector and leaders. And the LHSS role was in the facilitation, convening, and providing some support in terms of how models look in other countries. I think it can be very helpful to have that outside facilitation support, particularly when you're talking about task shifting. There can be a lot of resistance to task shifting and and implementing different models. Can you tell us if that was a challenge in Kyrgyzstan? Uh, yes, of course. For your uh, to introduction of the universal nurse model, now pilot hospital, we met some resistance and doubts from the staff, not only from the specialized nurses, but also from the doctors. They felt that the usual and routine work was being disrupted. And um, LHSS, under the leadership of chief nurse, met with our chief nurses, with our management of the hospital, and uh, we invited them to the training and where they can see the benefits and advantages of this approach. And uh, as a result, we were able to overcome these doubts and achieve the goal and succeed great results. And I think that strong 
advocacy and leadership helped overcome initial resistance. That's great to hear. Um, and now that we've seen the success of the pilot, um, we've seen, you know, what impact it can have in terms of resource optimization, improving quality of care. It's been demonstrated uh, in these select hospitals caring for COVID patients. Uh, what What's next for the universal nurse model? I would like to say that universal nurse model has generated a great interest in different health sectors, such as nursing education, professional development, practical work of nurses. And the Ministry of Health is planning to expand the universal nurse model to the primary healthcare level to ensure the services are provided effectively, they are patient-centered, and we should be well prepared to provide essential health services for any future healthcare emergency situation. And in these regards, we have already discussed with the expert team and under the leadership of the chief nurse of the Ministry of Health, we created a working group which is going to continue this work. They are going to revise uh, the functional responsibility of nurses of other departments of the hospital, and also they would like to recalculate the workload of nurses at the primary healthcare level. So we would like also to introduce the position of nursing assistant to support universal nurse. And we might also consider some recognitions or bonus for current nurses or changes in salary structure or any career pathway in the long term. Wow, that is a lot of different ideas and approaches to implement just as a result of this model in the red zones. And I heard looking at the primary healthcare level and implementing it there, it's leading to the creation of possibly a new type of nurse, the nurse assistant to assist the universal nurse. And then also thinking about the current universal nurses and how to recognize them and how to create career pathways for them over the long term now that there is this new type of nursing in, in Kyrgyzstan. I want to talk more about the primary health care level because I imagine that in the Kyrgyz Republic, like many countries, the hospitals have more resources than the primary health care level and the working environment for nurses at the primary care level is, is quite different. So tell us a bit more about how this model could be adapted for the primary health care level and, and what the challenges might be. Uh, regarding the primary health care level, I think that we would have more challenges as compared to the hospital because hospital is equipped with the human resources, with appropriate infrastructure supplies as for the primary health care level. The infrastructure of the healthcare facilities is still very bad. Even there is no working environment place for medical staff to have a rest and there is a huge flow of patients coming to the healthcare facilities. And I think that it would be a bit challenging, but nevertheless, I think that we can optimize the work of the nurses. Uh, we can uh, change their functional duties. We can recalculate their workload and we'll try to make easy their paperwork for reporting and medical cards because still the nurses at the primary healthcare level, they are still using paperwork. 
And I think it will be good to simplify their work and to make it easier and closer to the patients. And I'm, I'm really curious in terms of what kind of indicators would you look at to measure the impact of, of this model going forward? As for the quality indicators, I think the, the, the most important quality indicator would be patient satisfaction. I think this is the most important. And we may uh, make some tools how to assess the patient satisfaction. And also, uh, we would like to, uh, at the hospital level, we would like to consider uh, the conditions the patients are having uh, in the hospital, how long he stays in the hospital, and also uh, how, how quick is uh, the recovery process. I think this would be the most important uh, quality indicator we can assess. That's so interesting to point out the, the patient satisfaction indicator. Uh, indeed, that's that's really important if we think about uh, patients utilizing uh, primary health care. So one one other piece that, that's important as we think about this is is how this will be sustained. So this was implemented during an emergency situation. You've talked about the, the plans for applying it to the primary care setting. For this model to be sustained and, and scaled, it, it seems to me that it needs to be incorporated into education and pre-service training. Are there any plans for that? Actually, we have already done this. These are five days uh, training curriculum on universal nurse and emergency situation has been already integrated to the continuous medical education uh, cycle for the nurses. Uh, and wow. one, yes. I, I'm sorry <laughs> to interrupt, but that's, that's remarkable. You know, and, and in my experience, sometimes it, it can take quite a bit of time to integrate these these new models and trainings into the in-service training or continuing education system. So the fact that, that the Kyrgyz Republic has done that so quickly is, is quite remarkable. Yes, thank you. Now the next step will be to integrate this model to the pre-service uh, nursing education. And this is quite interesting and nice challenge work, but we will see. Shilpan, this has been such a great discussion. Thank you so much for all the work that you and our LHSS team have done to support better patient care and stronger nursing sector in the Kyrgyz Republic. Thank you so much, uh, Kate, for inviting me. And we're looking forward to continue this great and amazing work and support to the Minister of Health. And I do believe that in a few months we can share with some great reports and measurable indicators and to see and evaluate the, the impact of this pilot model of universal nurse.